your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Barry Hannon is uh, the chief executive of The Experience and he is uh, with me now right on the top floor, the spectacular top floor um, and you are very welcome, or maybe you're welcoming us. I don't know, Mary. We, you, you decide. Good morning, anyway. Good morning. Uh, so the views are nice, aren't they? But yeah. uh, But the sounds of the news there, it sounds like at 2 o'clock the clouds will roll in and cover the hills, but it's nice to have it once we have it. It's a lovely Beautiful morning. Beautiful weather now, isn't it? You know, and I presume it's a view you never get sick of. No, no. I've, I've seen it with hard hats on and boots and up here with builders before the windows were here and chained onto the, the wall there. But, yeah, and they've put the windows in since. They've put the floors down. People have come through the doors and, yeah, never got bored of looking at that window. Talk to me then about the journey that you've been on with the international rugby experience. Yeah, I guess I, I'm here four years now at this stage. So I started, yeah, pre-pandemic when this thing was very different. And then uh, at this, so this time four years ago, I guess these buildings were just about, yeah, we we're starting the demolition in August 2019. And then from there, I suppose, yeah, there's been a lot of water under the bridge. We we did six months of demolition. The main builder came in and I think the 25th of February 2020. So about two months into a pandemic on the far side of the world, but like two weeks away from them being shut down. I think they did 10 days and then the country came to a standstill and this building site went quiet for three months. Then it came back with social distancing, came and went over the over a couple of years. But really, once they came back mid-2021 they really pushed on and and did the the 12 months they needed to do to get this to a point last October November where we could start to fit out the interior piece and then we were at that for about six months before opening so yeah a lot of water under the bridge but I suppose the big moment for us was yeah hiring the team uh, back in March so now the one or two people that had been working here became 30 people then training up the team and actually yeah learning about the building but then the next big milestone became obviously opening the doors and then thousands of other smiley faces started to come through the door. So it's really gone from yeah, a bunch of builders with hard hats to our own team members to the general public. So it's been a massive, yeah, a massive move in the last 12 months, but a long four years to get to this point. Barry, what's been your favourite moment? Uh, it has to be that do- that door opening day. It has to be the, the first uh, bunch of families that came through the door, those kind of mix of generations like seeing that stuff every morning like the view is nice right and i never get tired of the view but actually that view of of a a grandparent and grandchild coming up to the door and walking through the building together and like them both engaging in in the interactives at the same time sharing stories through the generations so that stuff uh, father and son mother and daughter all of those like school groups clubs that's that's the favorite moment is when they started to come we're chatting to Barry Hannon, Chief Executive of the International Rugby Experience. Do you have a background in rugby? Def- definitely not, definitely not. Uh, I'm probably more of a, a soccer man, a, a rugby fan, I suppose. That's what, that's what I am. And even at that, I kind of blow in. So, I'm, yeah, I'm going to matches in Thoman Park. But how many away matches have I gone to? Two Heineken Cup finals and, and that's it. But, yeah, no, no background in rugby other than I, I love yeah, I love it as a fan big fan of team sports generally and, and, and what they do for, I guess, bringing kids out of their shell and all of that stuff. So the beauty of it for me is, yeah, that bringing new eyes to team sports, bringing new eyes to rugby, 
but I guess I'm a Limerick fan more than more than a rugby fan. Hmm. So tell us a little about yourself and your own background and the businesses that you were in before here. So I'm a I'm a boring accountant. That's what I am uh, ultimately. Uh, so trained as a yeah, trained locally here as a chartered accountant. Then went to uh, worked for Deloitte, I suppose, for a big chunk of my career. Then went ended in. Uh, Tipperary Co-op, right, a creamery in Tipperary Town, as a Limerick man driving kind of half an hour out of the city, and you learn a lot doing that job, I'd imagine. Yeah, so this is yeah, but like it, it's it's tricky, right? And farmer boards and all that are great fun. I'll say fun, uh, but actually, do you know what I learned there was? It's a community building, so f- like there's 400 farm families all involved in it, and they were bringing milk to the front door, and their butter was shipping out the door and going around the world, and yet these people came here for the gossip. They came here to find out what was going on in the industry. It was just a community building where they would gather. They'd all create a different reason to be there, and you'd have different walks. So you'll have a buyer from Germany bumping into a farm family that lives across the road. And the community... So as a Limerick man going to Tipperary and seeing this community building in place, then when this role came about, this ticked all the boxes. So it's like, okay, now we have a community building. We can create that same feeling in Limerick City Centre. So that's the journey to here. Is like, I wanted to do that in my hometown and have these people yeah, find a different reason to come back to a city centre that I used to go to as a young fella. Yeah. Um, I think one of the messages that you've been anxious to get out there to local people is that this is not a museum in the classic sense and it's not restricted to Limerick rugby or Munster rugby. Yeah, yeah. I guess, look, we spent a lot of time pre-opening pushing the line that it's an experience, not a museum, right? To the point where, yeah, I got, we all got bored of it probably at that stage. But at, at that point, we're trying to tell people before the doors open that actually it's just a fun place to go for two hours. It's not this place to look at. There, there are people that do very well the, the story of the history of rugby and they have artefacts from those eras to tell those stories. We were conscious to not be that, you know, and I want, we kind of wanted it to be more... Yeah, closer to the cinema and closer to other kind of two-hour events that were kind of a day out for all of the family. So, you know, what we tried to create here was just a fun, interactive environment. So people are coming. Like I said, they're learning to kick a ball, throw a ball, learning running skills, uh, strength technique skills, learning to do the scrum, learning to work as part of a team, but all using kind of interactive games to do it uh, along the way. So you've, you've seen that with your own family. It's kind of, as you move through the floor, it's just a fun place to go, whether you're a big rugby fan or not. And what we were trying to do there was kind of take away the angle of, okay, my... Because the stories we heard in the build-up to opening was, my nephew is a big rugby fan, he's going to love this. And we wanted to tell the story of non-rugby fan, what we're calling future fans, people that come through the door knowing nothing about the sport, the avid fan and the family fun seeker. They're the three audiences we, we created in our heads when we were talking about kind of curating this as we moved through the floor. So we, we needed to make sure they had something for everyone. So if you don't know a single thing about the game, You'll come, learn the basics, and yeah, get to join in and have fun. Now, I would have an uneducated eye when it comes to things like architecture, but even I can see that no expense has been spared on the International Rugby Experience building. You get a sense of that from outside, but particularly inside and here on this top floor with this spectacular panoramic view of Limerick City and much of the county as well. But it required serious investment and drive, didn't it, by... J.P. McManus, Paul O'Connell's been involved, Keith Wood has been involved, you've been involved, and many others. Yeah, I guess, look, if you want to create something different and give people a, a talking point and, and put Limerick on the map a little bit, you, you had to do something different. So 
we could have created this grey square box and then yeah, everyone would have came and enjoyed the, the building for the interior. But I suppose what the thought process was that if see, people see this on TV for a second, they know immediately they're in the heart of Limerick. So it was always to create something a bit different. And it certainly is that, I think. I'm not an architecture expert myself, but I guess when you see the guys creating it on paper and then the thing come to life afterwards, you kind of you get an appreciation for this stuff. And the big one, seeing the skills in action, I suppose. So even these bricks here, so there's almost 500,000 bricks, right? But all laid by the same uh, five or six people on the inside. And any brick you see on the inside here, all laid, all laid by the same five guys over a three-year process. So when you see those skills in action and you see the finished product, uh, it was voted the nation's favourite building, I suppose, by the RIAI. And, yeah, won Public Realm Buildings of the Year and all of those awards, even at this early stage. So you know, to get people to vote for this building is, is a big achievement. You know? yeah. Now, younger people have as a daily part of their lives interactivity, don't they? And audiovisual and experiential on the phone and wherever else they might be engaged. And that is a big part of experience isn't it yeah so like here yeah we do know yeah people walk through a museum they you'd lose a part of the family at some point along the way and i think what we find here is people put down the phone they pick it up to capture moments of them uh, kicking a ball but they're certainly not on their they put down the phone and they're watching and experience the so the stories are told through some are visual some are on screen uh some are audio stories so you're opening up a panel and you're hearing someone that was in the moment talking about that great moment of the game and then it's kind of interspersed with these yeah, little art, artefacts and things like that dotted around the building. So it was always to, to get people thinking you never know what's coming next, you know. Yeah. Proud being Limerick and uh, obviously being from Leinster, it was tough to find, but like it's in the it's in the blood down here, isn't it? It's, a, it's like a religion and uh, like rugby and Limerick just go hand in hand and have something like this in Limerick is, uh, I think it'll be brilliant for the city and um, bring a lot of, tourists in and you know they've done so much for the, the city the, the McManus family with the hotel and uh, you know bringing people there so it's uh, yeah another another uh, special thing they've done here. actual building itself is pretty iconic I mean we had one in South Africa at the waterfront um, and that's why I took it in with, with the English Rugby Union there's a few in New Zealand and around the world but you know this one in terms of its iconic prowess in a city that is looking to rebuild, I think is incredibly special. Um, elements that don't make it feel like a museum, but more like an interactive engagement, which I think is pretty special. That's oh, amazing, isn't it really? Like, um, I'm kind of, I've been here a few times already. Um, I was here even last week, but I think it completely captures the game, the community, you know, the family of rugby. Um, a spectacular building from the outside, but an even better experience from the inside. Like, for many reasons, I think this museum will, you know, constantly evolve given the technology, uh, celebrating the individuals, the legends. But also, what I'm really proud about is the fact that it's captured complete parity. Like you see, the legends of the game in both sevens, fifteens, both female and males, and I think that's so important for young people to come through the doors because you can't see, can't be, and for young girls who can be inspired by their role models um, and. I know that they can, you know, they can achieve whatever they put their minds to when they see others out in front doing leading the way. So it's excellent. Right, that's uh, Joy Neville there. You'll recognise her voice, I'm sure. Former Irish international, now international referee, former player and uh, very much uh, a Limerick woman. And before that, Brian Habana, the South African legend, and uh, Johnny Sexton uh, 
of uh, Ireland to one Grand Slam or two along the way and uh, known for his Leinster prowess as well but we won't get into that in too much detail but they were all here at the very recent uh, launch the official opening and it might feel like quite a, a bit ago but it actually isn't you, you mentioned from uh, previous work that you've done you had a real sense of community um, and I know Emma Foote who's in marketing here for example would have had a similar view at uh, University Concert Hall in the past to heart of the community and a lot of the people who were involved want this to be seen as a community facility don't they? Absolutely like the doors open here in a couple of minutes right and, and we don't know who's going to come through the doors so it's like like I said families but uh, moving away from that like office nights out it's a, it's big for those so it's like getting people using that building for various different reasons so at the start we had a big run on school tours so it's like yeah, giving them something to do, some different place to gather. So we've had some families that have come here for, yeah, come, the kids have come on a school tour. They've come back with their parents. We've some parents that came with the family and have come back on an office night out to enjoy this type of space. So it's like yeah, giving people a different place to come. So like we use this top floor for various different reasons. Like it is those office nights out. We're doing kind of book launches here. We've had all sorts of inquiries that had a couple of uh, wedding photos taken up here. So it's like, it, it is that kind of community space to give people something different overlooking the city, looking out to the hills, as you said. So, yeah, it's giving people different reasons to come back to a city centre. And people can see from the building itself, this is going to be a presence in Limerick for 50 years, for 100 years. Yeah, I guess, yeah, we have a guarantee. <laughs> like this, look, this building, we'd like to see here, as much as we're looking at Georgian buildings here, we'd like to think this is this generation's version of that, you know, so people would look at this as a kind of turn-of-the-century building in 100 years' time. And I guess at that point, who knows what it will be, right? So the experience, technology and all that stuff might have moved on. But what's created here is this civic public space that, like, as you walk through the building, you see the building changes all the time. So there's some dark spaces in, in the building where there's a couple of floors that are used for the kind of very AV heavy and the, the technology. And it's like this will probably never be repurposed to be a hotel or a bunch of apartments. It will always, whether it's a rugby experience or not, in 200 years' time, it'll be some civic public building that'll be used it could be a library in the future who knows what it'll be I have to be honest and say that as an audio person I'm delighted to see that uh, there's a uh, an audio presence here throughout the throughout the building as well it's fantastic um, so what's next um, how is it going to develop across the winter the spring the summer the 12 month nature of it connected into everything from the Rugby World Cup we might talk about that in a moment to games happening here at Thoman Park all of that yeah, I guess, look, it's, it develops every week is different for us. So, like I said, when we opened up, we had a big run on school tours. Then we hit the middle of June, and obviously the schools were finishing up. So it moved into families enjoying it together. So it's people with the kids are off on holidays, and the parents are taking a week, and they're coming from all over the country. So we have people that will get, in the, get on the train in Leash in the morning, come down here, spend four or five hours in Limerick, get back on the train, and go again. So we're getting a bit of that over the summer. And then we have the international visitor that flies in, but, yeah, who knows what the winter will bring. One thing we found is when, when it rains, an indoor attraction is handy to have in the city. Presumably, too, the bus tours, uh, trying to ensure that Limerick in general and the rugby experience is a stop on those tours that come along the West Coast and around the whole country. Yeah, for sure. Like, people pull up at the castle, they, they have a couple of hours to, to dwell in the city, and we're finding a lot of those coming up this way, I guess, to, to be on that tour schedule. That's, that's We're looking at a kind of 2024 there but like what we're finding is yeah get now having a couple of tourist attractions in town 
it's getting those tourists that stop for a few hours to now stop and do an overnight and the people that do one night to stop for two or three. So it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of adding to the agenda, really. Tell me about the competition. Yeah, so again, with, with a couple of weeks to go to the World Cup, we're looking at giving people different reasons to come back to this building and, and kind of telling people, yeah, here's an addition if you, if you get here now. So we're running this World Cup competition, which is sending people, it'll send a family of four to Paris for the Scotland game and to be able to chance to win, all you have to do is come in the next two weeks, come before the end of August, uh, take a photo and share it online and use the hashtag IRE2RWC and you're able to chance to win that, that family trip for four. Fantastic and a lot of Rugby World Cup excitement and I can tell you at Live 95 we'll be telling you a bit more about uh, that too in uh, the week to come. Well listen uh, Barry, well done so far, it's a really fabulous achievement, fantastic to have it here and finally I suppose the other point um, that should be made is you want this to be a driver of the whole city centre, the businesses, the fact that O'Connell Street, as we can see now, is, is fundamentally now finished this phase. Yeah, I guess, look, we're, we're not going to do something uh, as a standalone that, that wouldn't bring the community along with us. Like I, I think since this building was announced, the whole of Cecil Street has gotten a bit of a lift. I see Engineer doing something at the top of the road. You'll see kind of coffee shops that popped up, and that, no, I don't think we're taking any credit for that, but I see people coming back to a city centre. I see people redeveloping apartments that are over the shop front. I see, I see a lot of that happening around this corner. So, again, it's, it's going to take more than us, but if there's two or three projects on every corner, I think that can, that can start to lift that city centre fairly quickly. All right. Well, listen, thank you very much for uh, joining us. Uh, and uh, people can walk up and book, is that how it works? Uh, yeah, booking always advised, but yeah, we're, we're kind of free to walk up at any stage. So yeah, come up, meet the guys at the counter and they'll look after you. Yeah. And the other point I would make is we've done our best here and we've given you some sense of what it's like, but you need to come and experience it to really understand how it works and how all of the bits we've talked about come together. Well, listen, thank you for your time uh, this morning. As always, busy, I know, so we appreciate that. And uh, we look forward to chatting to you again in the months and years ahead. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today.